0: Parth and Pratham
1: show. Up next on the Parth and Protham show.
0: What we're asking teachers is to really look at their curriculum and see what's the must learns and then also think about how they are going to deliver their um, instruction because everything has to be a bit different.
1: So in this week's episode, we are interviewing Principal Maureen Byrne to talk about Dublin High School's reopening. Let's get into it. Hi, Ms. Byrne. Uh,
2: before we get to the meat of our interview, we want to ask you a few questions about the reopening of Dublin High School next year. Um, A lot of our audience is teenagers, so we know their attention span is a little short. So without further ado, here are some rapid-fire questions. Parth?
1: Yeah, so let me take it away. So the first question people want to know about is, I know you sent an email, but fall check-in is coming soon, right? And so do you just mind reiterating the details of what's happening and how it's going to work?
0: Sure. So next week, August 5th, 6th, and 7th, we're going to have fall check-in. The freshman will be the first day. Sophomore and junior is the second. seniors the third day. When you come on campus, you're going to get your ID card, your ID picture taken, you're going to get your schedule, and you're going to get your books. And so this will allow you to have your books and be ready to go. You also can get your yearbook pictures if you did not, our yearbooks, if you did not pick them up before. And also bring in any extra books if you have them at home. So there you
2: go. OK, perfect. Just a quick fact check. I'm going to check if, um, I believe it was August 3, 4, 5. Um, we'll mm-hmm. confirm that. Um, I'll take a look. Mental health is a big concern, um, and so is fair ac- accessibility to resources. With that in mind, how is the district advising teachers to assign their coursework? Will it be the same as normal, or will the coursework be slightly reduced?
0: Um, it will be slightly reduced. It'll be definitely not like last um, spring but it's not going to be like a typical year. What we're asking teachers is to really look at their curriculum and see What's the must learns and then also think about how they are going to deliver their um, Instruction because everything has to be a bit different. And our teachers have been working hard on that looking at What maybe wasn't taught last year um, that they need to reteach or um, what they can pare down
1: Okay, awesome. Um... So the next thing we want to know about is what standard, because a lot of people want to know when will school reopen, when will school reopen. And so what guideline or standard uh, will have to be met in order for schools to reopen on like a full five-day basis?
0: Yeah, we're governed by a number of different factors, right? So we have the state, we have the county, and then we have the school district. And my understanding is the guidelines right now for the state say 14 days of either static or decrease in cases um, within a county. So um, it will, it might be a while. <laughs> All
1: right, so just, I have a quick follow up on that. So we started, I think the school board decided it was six weeks, right, of in-home learning. And so in that six weeks, can we still transition into it? Like, or do we have to wait for six weeks to be over? until we wait for the 14 days and then we go to a hybrid or in person.
0: Right. I think, you know, because we, the goal is to get kids back in the classroom as soon as possible, as safely as possible. And so that's why I really appreciate that they're taking it in, ch- excuse me, in chunks. I think we will know before the six weeks are up, whether it's looking good to go back or whether it's not. And then I think it's going to be easier for parents, teachers and the community to take it in Um, bundles
2: awesome absolutely um so I tuned into the district board meeting last week um, and they announced on the road to reopening that um, this minimum number of minutes a student needs to receive education is reduced from 360 to 240 Mm -hmm. so how will this impact the traditional minute classes we have which are 50 minutes
0: so we are going to be having a block schedule um, Hopefully by the end of the week, everyone will see the block schedule and so the classes will be 75 minutes and you will have either three or four classes a day. There's also going to be time later in the day for intervention, checking in with your teachers, office hours and things like that.
1: All right. Yeah, that sounds good. I think last year when we tried out block schedule, a lot of students had a great time. So I'm happy that we're making the transition to block.
0: Well, and and had we not had um, COVID and shelter in place, that was the goal. You know, we wanted to decide whether we wanted to do a a four-day-a-week block or two-day-a-week block and implement it this fall. So in some ways, we're implementing it just on the way we ever thought we would.
1: Okay, so for the next question, a lot of students, they're focused on homework, right? And so will there be like a reduction in the amount of homework that teachers can give, or is there like a standard set in terms of homework?
0: Well, we do have the, um, our school board policy, which says basically no more than an hour a night per um, class, and mo- and our teachers try to abide by that. I think many are cognizant of that this is a hard time, that st- students have more pressure outside of class than they might have before, so I know our teachers are really good about looking at it and trying to reduce it to it- the most meaningful homework and the one with a few littlest amount of time. I don't want to say littlest amount of time, but gay more bang for their buck.
2: Yeah, some more efficient homework.
0: Yes, there you go.
2: So um, based on just like how important
0: time is, I'm assuming there will be no Gale offered. Actually, there will be a Gale because how we set up the master schedule in terms of rooms and student um, timeframe, we kept in Gale because we again want to make sure that we can seamlessly come back. Um, And during the Gale time, we will have tutors available. Obviously, we're not going to be checking in on students, but we're going to have supports available.
1: Okay, so you did talk about tutors, right? And so we want to transition uh, to a little talking about the hub, right? So Mm -hmm. the hub is where the tutors are and things like that. Is there any way the hub will transition to more of an online resource?
0: Yeah, they did that in the spring, but I don't know if it was very well advertised. So um, they will be opening chat rooms probably with different topics like rather than a general math one we might go by content area algebra two things like that Um, and we're really looking into our times we may we found in the spring that most kids wanted it after school hours so we're looking at roughly 12 to five or six every day Um, and as things like that are finalized we're going to get word out
2: yeah that's a good idea taking into what students see, because especially, um, yeah, people tend to go a lot after school, right when they get their homework yeah. for the day. Yes, right. um, what uh, what uh, will, how will assessments be provided? Because it looks like we're doing letter grades early we're on.
0: De- we're definitely doing re- letter grades, you know, and that's a big part of what the staff is working through. You know, we want meaningful assessments. We want to be able to see what, you're, what you've learned in order to help you progress. But we also know this culture right now, a lot of kids cheat and so we're trying to have a balance of what type of assessment is going to give us a true understanding of what a student's doing and not when, you know, it's, it's false. So we will have assessments because we're going to have letter grades, but we're still, and we're going to have multiple different types of assessments, but we're still working through all of that.
1: Okay. So now we wanted to talk more about the teachers, right? And so uh, teachers, even if they don't have COVID-19, sometimes get the flu or have sick days, right? And so how will teachers receive sick time? Because I think currently they're talking about giving them 10 days, but is there anything else that they're getting?
0: So every year teachers get 10 days. It's part of um, their contra- contract and teachers use that. So, and you can bank it just so you know. Um, so with the new system, we're using a learning management system. That will hope will upload like your lessons and things like that. So because we don't think it's valuable to have subs for 75 minutes just looking at a class. So if a teacher is sick, you'll be notified through Canvas and then you'll just continue to work on the um, work of that week.
1: Um, wait, just a quick follow-up. You start. You talked about Canvas, so we're going to start shifting from Google Classroom to Canvas.
0: Yeah, and, and in some ways you'll, you might still be in uh, Google. We're working that out, but Canvas is going to be the main platform. One of the big um, things we learned over last spring was that it was really hard for students and parents to go from multiple platforms, so we want one non, you know, one-stop shopping for um, families, students, teachers, to be able to access curriculum.
1: Yeah, As and we- I like Canvas because they have the grades and the assignments and everything there in just one nice little package. Of-
0: yeah, it's supposed to be great. I'm, I'm being trained on it next week, so I don't, I have a lot of answers on it, but everyone who I've talked to who uses it really likes it.
2: As an executive of um, the school district, Are you part of the DTA, the Dublin Teachers Association, or are you for the board? Which side do you fall on?
0: Right, well, I hate hate to put it up like us versus them. So admin are not part of a union, and so we represent management. So actually I'm on the negotiating team, which is a great group of teachers and staff trying to work together to come to solutions. Obviously, you know, people have slightly different lenses they're viewing things in, but uh, what's been nice is We work collaboratively most
1: of the time. Okay, so the last uh, question, it's about something that happened, I think, uh, one or two days ago. The schedules came out on Infinite Campus for like a brief like 10-minute period. And a lot of students saw their schedules and they were really confused. I think I can say, especially for myself, a lot of things didn't seem right. I think one of the electives that I was guaranteed of getting, I didn't get, and then I didn't have a Gale period. So are those the permanent schedules? And is there like, are there changes going to be made or is there, just speak a little on that. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that was an interesting blip in our system. Someone had turned it on and it wasn't on very long, but hundreds of kids um, looked at it, which makes me think, what else should you be doing on your Saturday after Sunday afternoon? Um, they are not. So counselors always come back a week early. So counselors have been here since Monday. And part of what they do is go through schedules, because as I mentioned, um, our, we don't, Write-out schedules are Infinite Campus programs them. It has a master schedule builder, but there's always mistakes. And so that's what teachers are going through, or the counselors. And then the process when you get your schedule will be much like every year. If you're misplaced in a class, if you don't have a class you need for graduation, you'll email um, your counselor. But if it's, I got this elective instead of this elective, those schedule changes won't be made.
1: Okay. So now that these important questions are done, we can take a deep breath, right? That was pretty rapid fire, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and now we can go more into like our interview format that we usually do. So, okay. you know.
2: absolutely. So, a lot of people have gone through gone through personal growth during um, COVID nineteen. Have you learned any? Has COVID nineteen taught you anything about yourself?
0: Oh, that's an interesting question. So, in the beginning of COVID nineteen, I saw all these posts about oh, I've learned a new language. I've rearranged my entire house, I've baked all these things. And and my, I was even more busy than normal. You know, not only was we were trying to figure out the school, but I also have two young school age kids at home I was trying to help with. And I actually really resented everyone who were able to have the luxury of doing that. But um, one of the things I definitely have learned is, you know, just important to have some breathing time. You know, I, I like to run, but I haven't been running as regularly as I used to in the past, but I've been running more, and also just the value of walks. I started having a schedule where I would take each of my kids for a walk for 15 minutes during the day, just to check in and give us all a little difference from what we were doing, so that's been really helpful. Um, I think that's the main thing.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I think the main key element of kind of like, kind of going outside and exercising, stretching your legs, that's kind of important, because we talked to our, a psychologist recently, and she's mm-hmm. like, Take a fresh air, reset, find a schedule. So these things are really important. Yeah,
0: I always feel in times of stress, it's you have to go back to the basics. You know, are you eating correctly? Are you getting enough sleep? So I've really worked on my sleep. Typically, I don't sleep enough. So that has been a priority because I know with all the stresses, I've started meditating. I, I need to be as centered and healthy as possible, not just for me, but for my family and for the Dublin community. So
2: tell us about yourself. Why did you uh, choose to become a principal?
0: Oh, good question. Um, I never thought I was going to be a a principal. And actually, I never thought I was going to be a long-term educator. I was able to get my teaching credential by the time I graduated from college. And I thought, oh, four years, I might as well start doing that while I figure out, try and figure out what I really want to do in life. And then a couple of years in, someone said, oh, you're a lifer. And even at that time, I said, no, I don't think so. And then all of a sudden you realize how much you like what you do. And I never thought I would leave the classroom but I always told myself the classroom is somewhere where you never should be bored. You know there's always excitement and if I ever got too bored that was going to be my sign that I needed to find something else. And about 12 years into my teaching career I started getting restless. So I looked into becoming an administrator and then this was my first admin job. I started 17 years ago now and even with being a principal, I had no desire to be a principal. I um, but I like being second in command. This is a good spot for me. I don't like being in front of crowds, but then when Miss Shimizu was retiring, I realized that there were so many parts of Dublin specifically that I loved that I just wanted to make sure that I had some control in keeping them in place and helping the community grow in the way that I felt. You know it it needed to or it should so um so yeah I always say that I would never have been a principal if it, I wasn't in Dublin
1: and so you talked like just recently about how there's things that you want to keep going right and we could call these school traditions and Dublin High School does have a lot of them you could talk about the carnival that we have and just many other school traditions what is your favorite tradition that Dublin High has
0: I mean, it has to be Skit Night. I love Skit Night. There's a couple things, like I love the talent show, I love Mr. Dublin, but Skit Night is not only so amazing how um, creative everyone is and how unified, but it just, it always gives me like tears because it's just so well done. And it just, the the way the classes come together, I I think the community at Dublin is like no other in the school spirit and um, it's just great to watch.
2: Um, Yeah, speaking of creativity, um, Mm -hmm. senior pranks, what's maybe, you've been here 17 years, what's your favorite one you've seen?
0: Okay, I have a couple. Um, So, one year, before our school was rebuilt, we used to have this kind of step down quad area outside the library, and one year two of the seniors decided to flood that area, so we came to school, and I think they had um, fish too, but I'm not too sure. (laughs) Um, so that was a good one. Another time, um, and, and I was part of it, I let the student in, but one of our students brought hay and an actual goat into um, the place where myself and the other assistant principal was. And so he was one of her students. So when she walked in she was so angry because there was a bunch of hay and a goat there. Um, we have a video of that somewhere. So, those probably are my favorite. But even some clever things like a couple of years ago, someone um, dumped off a bunch of chickens on campus and seeing our police officers running after trying to catch <laughs> chickens. And for me, I like that because I hate the pranks that make our custodians do a lot of work. You know, a lot of times the water balloon fights. It's our custodians picking up after them, but this one was funny, it was clean, it it wasn't a lot of work for other people, and it was hilarious.
1: (laughs) Okay, so you talked about how even during COVID-19, your schedule was extremely hectic, right? Mm -hmm. And just the normal principal schedule on top, just thinking what's happening next year, what's about the future? And so just going back to when things were normal, what was your daily schedule like before, and how did it change due to COVID-19?
0: Um, So one of the things I like about the job is it's always varied, but I usually get to school between 7 and 8, and um, my day is spent either in meetings or visiting classrooms. I evaluate all of our first and second year teachers, and then um, obviously outside during duty, and then after work would vary. Typically, if I didn't have a night event, I would leave between 4 and 5, um, if I did have a night event, which was probably average three nights a week, I'm out till 8 to 10, um, either at an meet, uh, evening meeting with parents or an athletic event, a band event, things like that. So supervision for a high school administrator is huge. So I would work probably 60, 50 to 60 hour weeks. And the difference with COVID is so a lot of those night events, all the night events and all the supervision pieces were gone, but I noticed my emails went from, typically I get about 200 to 300 emails a day, and it went to about four or 500. Now, 150 to 200, like one twenty percent of those are just junk, but there was so many people needing to know what was going on, we were responding to that, trying to figure it out ourselves, trying to create a schedule, trying to keep community, looking after mental health, so there, there has been a lot. Um, And it was nice not to commute or have night events, but I realized those night events are one of the reasons I love the job because I love seeing all those things. So it's been interesting.
2: (laughs) Pivoting a little bit to school affairs and the teachers. I, I would like to say that we have some of the best teachers on campus. They're here for a long time and do a great job. They're really committed to their students. So where do you find the teachers? Is there like an agency that you get to find them?
0: Yeah, you are right about Dublin teachers. They um, are so committed, so caring, and excellent. They know their stuff. Um, we've been really lucky. So there's something called EdJoin, and when you when any school has um, jobs they have, they post it on EdJoin, and then people apply it, and it's kind of known through the education world. So what we do is we really look to screen applicants and look for their experience, look for their content area. You know, do they really understand biology? Um, and then we narrow it down. We always have a face-to-face interview, and this spring it was a virtually face-to-face. And then typically what we would want to do in a normal year is see them in action because anyone could fake an interview and look good on paper. But when you see how they interact with kids, when you see that they have a sense of humor, seem caring, um, seem organized, that's when you know you got a good one. Um, so. I think I'm really proud of the teachers we've hired for this fall. I think they're going to be great, um, and so it's going to be fun to see them in action. But I wish I had see- we had seen them before. Um,
2: awesome. Yes, you've been here seventeen years, as you mentioned. Um, during that time, you've probably seen a lot of expansion in Dublin. Um, yes. So, how do you keep yourself engaged with the community?
0: Yeah, and it's different now. Yeah. So when I came to Dublin, it we had 1,100 students. So we're three times the size. Um, This year, we're going to be 3,300, and a lot of um, it is about relationships. You know, what's nice is because I've been here so long, there's so many families that I've seen older siblings come through. When I was an assistant principal, you have a lot more interaction with students, so I was able to create bonds more quickly, Um, and so now I have to be more conscious, like visiting classrooms, touching base with people, um, going to clubs, and things like that. It has to be more deliberate, it's not as organic. Um, But at this point, I have a lot of friends in the community as far as parents. And um, it's definitely great to get all sorts of different perspectives.
1: And so on top of that, our community has grown a lot in terms of diversity. And recently, there's been events relating to Black Lives Matter. And so we just want to get your take, right? What will the school do in the future or it has been doing in the past to promote equality and, and diversity for all students?
0: So I think we've always had an open mind, but I think around the events that led to diversity, we started realizing that unless we start talking about these things more intentionally, um, people make assumptions. People make the assumptions like, oh, everyone gets along. There is no racism or sexism or what have you. And when you listen to people's stories, you know that's not the case. And in the events of the spring with um, the murder of George Floyd and the others, it really resonated that, we need to do more Um, and so a lot and a lot of the staff also uh, feel the same way and so many of us have been reading more having more conversations one of the things we'll be doing in the fall is really looking at some nitty-gritty numbers like is our curriculum inclusive do we have works that we need to or events we need to talk more about and things like that and I know our teachers have already started doing a lot of that work and also to see about access, you know, do all students truly have the same access at Dublin High School? And, and they don't, and so it's on us to start providing more and more supports to make every kid successful in every um, class.
1: And I can speak for myself. I think uh, teachers like Miss Briggs, who teaches AP Lang, as well as Miss Hay, who, who I had for APUSH, have kind of expanded my knowledge because the things they teach are not like just oh Martin Luther King Rosa Parks they go deep into people like Malcolm X and more diverse black figures and so i think just that expansion of ideas is really important and the teachers on our campus are doing a lot so they them, sure are. that would be amazing yeah
0: yeah i um i agree and they're hungry to do more you know they um and they know more than i do so you know it's going to be a great partnership
2: absolutely um For the last three years, we've had a lot of shuffling school superintendents um, going in and out. So, how have you had to pick up the slack for their work? Have you?
0: Oh, that's a very good question. Um, My first year as principal, you know, I moved from assistant principal to principal, and I underestimated how different chair one is from chair two. And that was right when we were transitioning out out of Dr. Henke, who had been here for 10 years. I think the first year was really hard. I was looking for guidance, especially because I didn't know a lot of times what I was doing. And what I realized at that point, just given what was going on, um, really honing in on Dublin High School and our staff and taking cues from them and really helped. And so I felt like a lot of that, we got help from the district office, but we kind of set our own tone. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that does make sense. And so just, you talked about it a little bit but specifically what are the differences between your job as a principal and then the superintendent's job
0: oh good golly um so they are responsible for being the umbrella you know they are setting along with the board the whole dire- direction and vision for the school and that's what i really appreciate because i might have ideas of what i think we should do but they have ideas of what all eleven, twelve 12 schools that we have should be doing um they do things much more globally. They're more involved, they have to be involved in not only politics with the city, with growth, with facilities, looking at the K-12 education to make sure that's in alignment, looking at grading, um, budget. It's, it's a huge job that I wouldn't want.
2: <laughs> yes. OK, so let's talk about teenager trends. As a principal, you have to deal with them a lot. Um, have you picked up on any trends?
0: Um, Kind of, you know, I'm not very completely tech savvy, but definitely TikTok and um, Snapchat and things like that. Um, I've definitely picked up. I heard recently about Doom Scroll, um, which apparently is a thing. But um, I feel I'm I'm pretty out of touch too, to be honest.
1: Um. So you've been in the school for seventeen years, right? And so you've made many. Big changes that a lot of people appreciate specifically like the Wellness Center. Um, are there any other big changes you want to make to the school? And if not, do you want to highlight some of the changes you've made and the impact that they've had on our community?
0: Yeah, so um I'll start with the past um, and then move towards the future. Yeah, I was really lucky that um, I was when I was an assistant Administrator, they asked me to be involved in the biomed Academy. So I worked very closely with Ms. Sundstrom and Ms. Keynes on setting that up and um, helping that grow, which was super exciting. And then also um, developing of uh, the Gale period and the Hub supports and freshman mentoring program, a group of probably eight teachers, and I was one of them. We went to Illinois about ten years ago and saw at LA Stevenson High School a lot of what they had. And we just came back jazz, you know, especially different teacher, Ms. Angel Diaz, Ms. Um, Sundstrom, Ms. Velez. And so together we created, along with the superintendent at the time, the Gale period. And in the beginning, people did not want the Gale period. And especially the kids who were um, a little more academically advanced because they felt like, oh my gosh, you know, we're why are you gonna give us time during the day? We don't want it. And so what's been great to see is, how many students utilize it, how much they like it for stress reduction, Um, and it's been a great thing. So I'm really proud of our work with that. Yeah, also the Wellness Center, Ms. Um, Taylor, has really taken the ball and run with that along with Mrs. Um, De Silva and the counselors, and that's been super exciting. As far as next steps, that's a good question. Um, Part of it is making sure that we have um, Oh, let's see, common messaging and common practices. And, and as we grow, that's sometimes difficult. I do feel that moving forward with um, really reexamining our practices concerning equity is gonna be huge. Um, keeping our school spirit as we have a second high school or a third high school, if, if, I forgot Valley is going to be critical too. Um, also other things to look at, you know, are graduation requirements the right graduation requirements now? They definitely were when we created them, but I think we're a different school right now, so I would like to see some changes there, um, including maybe a rather as well as a bi award, some award for service and for community action. So it's never-ending and that's what's exciting about education.
2: Absolutely, and that trip that you took to Adlai-Stevenson High School, yeah, well, it, it has, a, help, it has like a lot of changes that we do right now. Gail, FMP came from that, and as an FMP mentor, I can see how it really helps freshmen acclimate to the school. Um, so speaking of school, if students want to contact you about the uncertainty next year, um, what should they do? Is your email the best way to contact?
0: Yeah, I love getting student emails. You know, I think you noticed in the spring I was sending out a lot of emails and, and at everyone, I always put my um, address because I want to hear back from you. Um, I used to do a lot of surveys and although I still do some, you know, I love that too because I read every single answer and, you know, people don't know that. Someone always writes, I no, you're not reading this, um, but it's very helpful to understand where kids are coming from um, and staff too because I send out a lot of staff surveys. But I would say email is the best. Um little patience, especially um right now, because I gained a lot of them. But always feel free to to email me again. Sometimes something is bottom of my I keep unread messages that I need to respond to unread, but if they're way down there, always feel free to email me again if I didn't respond.
1: Um yeah. So thank you for being on our show. We had one last request. We wanted to all do it together. We wanted to, you know, school spirit is important. So we wanted to say stay fly, Dublin High together, you know. To Sounds good. So, um, all right. So I'll do the counter, right? Three, mm-hmm. two, one. Stay, stay fly, fly, fly Dublin high. high. Awesome. All right. So thank you so much for being on our show. We had Thank a great- you guys. It was
0: really fun. Appreciate it.